Yeah. Yeah, Mitch, you you can see that the mon the the monitor that show is showing OBS. You can start. Okay. Welcome to an all new <laughs> episode of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. As always, a friendly reminder that Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ plus lives matter. You can watch this show weekly on youtube.com slash pressyyz live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern or listen on your own time on any podcast service you fancy. We appreciate however you choose to support this weird, crazy dream we have. But if you've got no loonies or toonies to toss our way, it's all good. We'll be here for you no matter what. As always, socials for my hosts in the descriptions below. But as always, joining me on the show is the award-winning pretentious film student, Alex Ballant. Hi, everybody. I thought it would feel different. Our French connection, Alexander Cozy Cozina. Hello. He's got his head in the clouds, AJ Fraser. I've also got a cactus. And the phenomenal Nathan McInerney. I was thinking about challenging Mitch to a weight loss competition, and I thought we could call it Nathan and Mitch Get Each Other Off. As always, I'm your host with the most Mr. Mitch George, and that <laughs> is a terrible name for a thing. And that has been the last episode of Press I think Wild that's Wild a Z. great name, personally. No, you know what's a, you know what's a terrible name for a thing? golf battle because none of that describes what i don't know what's going on it's the most generic ass name i've ever heard for a thing I, a, ever aj can, what's golf battle can i guess wait can i guess quickly yeah go ahead go ahead is it a game where you golf and you battle people along the way as you golf no oh all right explain please you're close it, it's related to golf um no i've, I've just been you know kind of bored la lazing around and stuff uh at home and whatnot but um i i just found a, a mobile game it's like an it's it's an old mini clip like one of those multiplayer like flash game sort of things but it's on your phone now and it's just called golf battle and up to six people um can play at the same time and there's like you know you, you battle for to 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 you battle to uh, get it in the hole in the least amounts uh, in the in the least amount of shots like normal golf or whatnot. Um, but uh, I, I've been it's it's not often a, uh, it's not often that a mobile game like that kind of grabs my attention. But I don't feel like I have to necessarily buy things to get better, um, which is really good. Um, it's just a matter of. As, as you play more, you gain experience, um, and you level up, you unlock more courses, um, you have to spend, you have to kind of buy into courses and spend these coins to, to do it, or, and, you know, you can earn enough coins to do any, almost any, um, to, to just play at the, the most basic, uh, level courses, um, by just like watching an ad if you run out of coins or something um right and so so it's really easy to get into um yeah there's just i've just it's just something i've been uh playing to kind of pass the time like especially at work and stuff i just got a hole um, in four this is an actual yeah, game job. from miniclip.com like it is literally published from miniclip. miniclip 
Huh. Yes. I, I didn't I know that still it's, I didn't know that was still a thing. Yeah. Um and we can like challenge each other if you want at some point randomly whatever. Um but yeah, it's it, it's a good way to pass the time. I can um you, you need to use the washroom for 5 minutes, pull your phone out and shoot a couple of holes of golf. Why not? Similar to this, and I didn't actually think about it until we started the show and you started talking about this being a mobile title. There's a game I've gotten back into, and I don't know why, but it's called Balls with a Z. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys familiar with Balls? balls. Is there any relationship to the movie Ants with a Z? No relation to the movie Ants with a Z. It's basically just a... Your sister is in the chat. Please tell us more about your balls. It's a game called Balls. It's not about my balls, but you... It's basically a brick breaker, and for whatever reason, yeah, I had a I had a hankering. the The one game I go to on my phone when I've got downtime or I'm taking a crap is euchre because I'm an old person. Mm, uh, but balls has taken some of that time recently. Uh, wow. On a mobile game front, I just hit level two thousand in Wordscapes yesterday. I've played Ooh, two thousand puzzles of Wordscapes. Not bad. Uh, That's a lot of. Speaking of puzzles, you've also been playing another puzzle game by the name of Maquette. Oh, yes. I have. It came out on PlayStation Plus yesterday, and I beat it in one sitting last night. I hate you. Um, It's fine. I haven't had that much time to put into it. Um, It's it's one of the best uses of the help tiles I've seen on PlayStation. I think Sackboy does it better. I think the help tiles miss the mark on where you are in some of the puzzles sometimes i did notice that on a couple of occasions i ended up restarting because i wasn't sure where to go and uh the help tile had disappeared because i guess i'd gotten past a threshold that it recognized and i still haven't played sackboy it's on the list it needs to get played um but i'm i'm enjoying maquette i can't say it's phenomenal by any stretch i was hoping it was going to be better because i picked it up in our fantasy critic league and now i'm disappointed I think, like, my general feeling on it is it's a fine game. It's I think the story is cool, except we've seen that story told in Florence much better. Um, oh. That was also released by Anna Perenna. And I think the puzzle mechanics are taken right out of the game called um, A Fisherman's Tale, which I also think did those much better. Um, I, I think th- this is an interesting game where either the solution's too simple... Or it's too obtuse, and it finds a hard way of getting that right line and difficulty in terms of the puzzle mechanics. And then beyond that, you have the really like the story and the. I will say the voiceovers are very good. Bryce Dallas uh, Howard and Seth Gable do a good job with their voices, but it doesn't really tie into the puzzles you're completing. Yeah, I was like, very surprised to hear Bryce Dallas Howard when I started this game up. Yeah. So, like, it's really good. Like, I I think there's something to the story and about the relationship, and I think the voiceover is great, but it just really doesn't tie into the puzzle world that you're solving and why you're doing it. So, it's, I'm glad it was free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, I think that's the, I think it's a great place for it, honestly, because I feel like Mm -hmm. it's a a game worth experiencing, but not one that you necessarily want to pay full price for. I, I've heard it compared to The Witness. Uh, I, I wouldn't compare it to the, that, that. That was the vibe that I was getting from it. Um, I think The Witness is a lot more puzzly and less story. The Witness almost has no story. Yeah. This almost has get, too yeah. much story. 
Yeah, this is like more story, less, way, way less puzzle. Got it. Uh, but okay. speaking of would PlayStation it be better if Plus, it was more puzzle? I'll throw something in the chat for everyone here, but you, you keep going, keep going. No, would it, would it be better if it was more puzzle or no? Maybe. Um, um, but I don't know if you guys have seen related to PlayStation Plus, uh, CD Keys has a deal today where a year of PlayStation Plus is like $34. I did. Mm-hmm. I have. I may, on have that. I may or may like not have a... stocked up. So if you I, yeah, I'm, good for, I'm good for the next two years. I'm good until 2025. If PlayStation keeps uh, keeping these months like PlayStation Plus had since the PS5 launched, it'll oh, be crap. well Nathan, you never played Final Fantasy VII Remake, did you? Nope, so I'm partway through You it. will now. I, well, I will in June when I get my PS5 upgrade. Uh, did you buy the game? Yeah, I bought it like oh, last okay. year. And I got like... You never got around to it. Five hours in, I want to say. Okay. And something else mm, took over. Okay. And I was going to go back to it recently. Like, um, it was in my January plan to go back to, and I just never got back to it. And now it's sitting firmly as a June date for me to play now. June 10th, I believe. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, it's... Yes, it is one day before Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah, June 9th, I believe. Uh, no, it's the 10th and the 11th. I don't know why. I mean, ah, it's a okay. Square Enix decision, I'm sure, but that is strange. Because I want very to strange both of those. that. Yeah, very strange that they decided to advertise a game that comes out one day before the game that like is kind of the big flagship for your platform. It's your big summer very interesting. Re- it's your big summer release, yeah. I think it's it's fun yeah. too, because um, we were, we were all kind of speculating as to that state of play. I expected to see Ratchet and Clank, and I'm now understanding why yeah. we didn't. Yeah, because you can't advertise two games coming two, uh, one day apart from each other. So I do think makes sense. Th- like there is a year's difference in release date almost because, like technically, Final Fantasy VII, as much as the PS5 and will have some new content, it's an year older game also i think they do speak to different demographics kind of uh, no i i agree with you there for sure uh, just it's kind of, of counter programming it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah i mean uh speaking of interesting to see what happens we've been talking about this for months and months it feels and we finally i think have a conclusion to the story because i saw a tweet about a platinum trophy cozy you finally finished spider-man 2018 uh yeah finally happened i mean we all say finally here but i mean once i kind of got started on my third big playthrough of this game it was kind of it was kind of imminent and obvious from the beginning that okay i'm actually gonna get through and finish it this time around because i really committed to actually getting through and finishing it um yeah, you know, I, over the course of the past few weeks, I've kind of sprinkled in my thoughts here and there on the game. I think that its combat system is really quite exceptional. I think that swinging through Manhattan and webbing up foes, especially once you kind of fully are able to grok most of the mechanics in the game, uh, is a real delight and joy. Um, you know, I, I think its story uh, has its upsides and downtimes. I downs <laughs> downtimes. I meant downsides. <laughs> Uh, downsides yeah i think that mj and peter's relationship is really really good it feels believable and i feel like it evolves over the course of the game in a way that i felt to be really satisfying i do think however that some of the other relationships that peter has with some of his other friends and foes alike uh feel felt a little bit 
less uh, than satisfying. I, I tweeted out on Twitter that I kind of felt like, one, especially once the game gets into its third act, it kind of feels like everything goes on autopilot. Um, yeah, it, it was kind of apparent from the beginning of the game that like, hey, this relationship that Peter pair, that Peter shares with Otto Octavius is not going to last. That it is inevitable uh, that he's going to eventually turn evil. But I felt like the moment where he actually did turn evil felt like it was a real, real, real uh, sharp turn. And by the way, I should probably be putting up spoilers uh, just uh, for the sake of everybody else here who might be watching it. I think we can avoid spoilers for the most part, but yeah, don't don't feel like you. I mean, I I, I feel like like there have been many instances in the past where we've skirted around spoilers, and people have accused us of straight up just pouring spoilers all over our big sticky plates. So I just want to be extra cautious and extra not the way I would describe spoilers. Not in yeah, the slightest. Tell me more about name. your sticky plates. Yeah, use Give them me to a name. eat pack uh, flapjacks and pancakes. Um, yeah, I just like I kind of felt like it's apparent that like the game was moving in the direction of having these characters be villainous and i just felt like the way that we got there was not as satisfying as i nearly wanted it to be yeah yes mitch uh breaking news bloomberg reporting that a new nintendo switch model will have a seven inch samsung oled 720p display with plans to reveal later this year Displays, displays will go to mass production starting in june with initial monthly target of just under one million units New so model will have a, will have 4K to... resolution when docked. Cool. I'll believe it when I see uh, it. I'm, Can I use too. the same dock? I mean, here's the thing. I'm not like I can't feign interest in this, except for the fact that you know, if there is one game that Nintendo would conceivably unveil alongside this 4K Switch, it's Metroid, it's Metroid Prime. Prime. Because no, that's it's the Breath perfect of the kind Wild of too. I mean, yes, Mitch, but just let me cling to my fantasy for a you second. Can, let you him can have dream. this. You can dream. Yeah, it's Metroid Prime because they would want to, you know, no other game in Nintendo's catalog right now is going to likely be as much of a graphics and, you know, technical hog as that game. Uh, but yeah, that's our, my hopes and dreams for Metroid Prime 4. And I mean, that's kind of my thoughts on Spider-Man. I, I trust that going forward, um, Insomniac will probably use the groundwork that they laid in this game to do some more inventive and cool stuff. I, um, I recently started playing the first of the three DLCs in the City That Never Sleeps trilogy. My plan originally after platinuming this game was to kind of take a bit of a break, but I had some spare time and some like, well, I'm kind of still in the zone from having beaten this game, so might as well give that a shot. It's fun. Looking forward to the other two episodes. Uh, I, I will say about it. myself. I, I think I the first episode was just, fine. The other two, yeah, I felt it. It fell off very, very hard. But I will say, with your like, you're talking about like, you know, the relationship between like these two iconic characters and the way that they, you know, kind of the writing is on the wall of what is going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's a problem that even the Batman series has struggled with hard. I think the Telltale game is like yeah. the biggest example of it. it's like you have these iconic characters you kind of know like just based on like just pop culture as a whole like what's gonna happen and right. i i think insomniac at least when it came to the spider-man game did a good job at least of building up the relationship at least mm -hmm. i personally felt like they built up mm -hmm. the relationship even though i knew inevitably where it was gonna finally end up i still it still allowed me to feel these emotions that like they wanted to hit even though it's like just based on 
Spider-Man being one of the most popular characters of all time, I know what's going to happen. But I felt like they did a decent job of like, you know, still making you care about what's going what's going on, hmm. even also, though you know what's going to happen. They made me cry at the end. Nathan, I'm sorry to report that Guilty Gear Strive has been delayed to June. Oh no! Fuck. Uh, I'm not surprised. The beta was good, but I'm not surprised. That's your time to figure out what's working, and what's not working. Yeah, so delayed uh, from April to June. Sorry. The beta was awesome, I, though. I made the mistake the, of going to Twitter when I saw the Bloomberg thing, and now I'm just scrolling oh, no. a little bit. I'm but playing I'll, Battle I'll, Golf. I'll, what a what I'll a good refrain. host. Man. I will refrain because I need to ask Cozy a couple of questions. So Cozy, by the way, are we still in spoiler mode, or are we? No, spoilers are clear. All right, great. Spoilers perfect. Um, so I know you've been sort of the, um, the captain of the Twitches basically since we launched this podcast and you've been playing Apex weekly on this channel, the channel that we do the podcast on. Yes. And this past week was your last Apex stream. Yes. I need to know. I need to You're know what's next. Apex? Are you ready to announce so, what's coming next or do we have to wait to see? Here's the thing. I currently have three different candidates that are swirling around in my head. It's possible that okay. by the time that you're listening to this episode, I might have already determined what of these three candidates I'm going to go with. Who knows? Maybe we might decide here and now. Candidate number one, um, the entire Donkey Kong country. Uh, mm, well, let's say that's the number four spot. Uh, candidate right. number one. Uh, the entire Donkey Kong Country trilogy is on the Nintendo Online service as of recent, and it's been a while since I played through all those games, so I'm thinking of doing just a playthrough of the entire trilogy. My idea is that like every month I will switch to a new video game or a new video game series, and I, right. being as knowledgeable of those games as I am, I feel super confident that I could beat all, all three of them within the span of like just those like three or four weeks i'll be playing them um yeah game number two do you have to beat them or 100 percent them I, i'm for my i'm just uh my own self-imposed uh rules are be gonna be that i'm just gonna have to beat them not 100 percent them okay. i can 100 percent them on my own time um just number curious. two yeah. uh so i've been meaning to start up a little game by the name of kingdom hearts 3 again uh and go through and platinum it uh and I figure what better time to do so than part of PressYZ's Twitch streaming nights. So what I would be doing is I would just be taking my current save file. I originally meant to uh, like go and kind of max out some other things, collect some new items, but I would just be in this case sort of going on a new game plus and starting the game over. I might right. not be able to complete it in the span of three to four weeks, um, but I figure that there will be still be plenty of opportunities for fun commentary. Uh, and option sure, number Alex three, I would love to tune in to those Kingdom Hearts streams. And option number three um, is a little game. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called Hold on, Marvels of Avengers. Oh, don't do it! Don't do it! I've heard do that. It. Don't, don't do it! Don't play it's that. A trap. It's a trap. Do it. I hear that one's a lot like that Anthem game that died. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? it's gonna it's gonna end, you know. Avengers next gonna get canceled. Again, two, we are two weeks from the Hawkeye DLC and they're also retooling the They're not even gonna release Spider Man and the Ah uh, uh, yes, the the character that's gonna save the Avengers. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> Alright, Cozy, you cool I really like Hawkeye. Poll on the Twitch channel? Or are you uh, uh yeah, you, you know to save that for uh, I, I think I'm we should make ready. a poll. You wanna do it? Alright, All right, do it. It's done. So if you're here watching us live on Twitch, and you should be, because I don't know why you wouldn't be, twitch.tv slash pressyyz, uh, what should Cozy stream next? And we'll hopefully have an answer for you by the end of the show, or it'll be inconclusive and Cozy will figure it out off stream. 
And by the and way, why it, isn't it Anthem? You should pick up Anthem. That's probably a bad Don't actually, pick up yeah, Anthem. Play Avengers Anthem with me. I will, they shut I down will the play with It's like you, 13 bucks. You play Avengers. If one you get of them's Anthem, a dead game and the other one's Anthem. I mean, the thing about Avengers, <laughs> oh, right, shit. is that I'm much more likely to get other people playing alongside me <laughs> than with... Um, yeah. Apex Legends. Uh, I do want to say, by the way, uh, if you vote for one of these games and they end up not being chosen, they are still on the docket for future months of me playing video games on Press Five's Twitch channel. So don't. I mean, worry you, about you that. know what I voted for, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. So complete non sequitur. I don't have a really. Actually, no. I do have a good transition for this. How do I Speaking vote for Anthem? Games... Uh, you can't. Speaking of games that are streamed, something that's kind of taken twitch by storm as valheim and i have no idea what it is but aj does apparently yeah please yeah. describe this to me okay <clears throat> i'm gonna do a, a bad job at that because uh i do a bad job at explaining these things but i talked about it a little bit last week um i so it is your in a way your your typical survival craft um uh, sort of experience uh, where you're, you know, you're chopping down trees, you're picking up rocks, you're you're making uh, new tools to to get different uh, items and stuff like that. Um, and uh, but this one, uh, so they actually to today or yesterday just announced that they have sold over five million copies so far on Steam, um, and it's uh, it's. There, there's something special and something magical about it, um, it and it scratches the, the, the kind of procedural Minecraft slash uh, No Man's Sky or a Rust-like itch, um, but it, it, it handles a lot of it way better than, say, something like Rust, where you could... Right now, if you were to jump into a game of Rust, you wouldn't exactly know what to do. You're just going to get beaten to death by naked dudes with rocks that won't happen in this this is more of this this can be a, a slightly competitive experience if you want it to be but it is primary its primary primary focus is to be a a uh cooperative experience where you and a couple of friends get together and you start uh kind of building uh building build a little village together and and whatnot but like the core premise is as you work your way up the the, the tech tree um, you're going to uh, figure out uh, uh, how to uh, unlock the the latest, the, like the next uh, boss, if you will. We'll, we'll call it a boss, right? And when you get the boss, when you do that boss, that boss is going to drop something that unlocks the next area of this kind of uh, tech tree, if you if if that makes sense to. Um, to work your way up towards to go to the next boss after that. Um, me personally, I've been playing it a lot solo, um, and I've just been enjoying the... It's a good podcast game um, where I just putting some somebody talking in the background, and I'm just going through doing my chores, uh, chopping down trees. Um, actually, a, a, a pretty good story uh, that, I, that happened to me yesterday... Um, so there, there's, uh, boats in the game that you can craft, and I finally decided after a little while to try and test one out. And so I get onto this boat, uh, and I'm driving, you know, I'm just trying to go through the water and, you know, trying to stay in line with the wind and everything. Um, and I fall off the boat 
and I have to try and find a way to swim back onto the boat. I cannot do that. So uh, I ended up drowning, and my corpse is now in the water, and I have to do a corpse run. Um, I, which means I have to kind of work my way a little bit back up the tech tree to get uh, to be able to build another boat and sail back out onto the water and come back. So I do that, and I decide, okay, I don't need to go explore the water anymore. I'm going to go into the dark forest. I think I'm ready. I have all my equipment again. Uh, and I'm going to take this wagon with me. And while I'm in the dark forest, I'm going to start mining up some uh, uh, some copper and uh, some other minerals and stuff so that I can finally get get metal weapons and increase my, uh, my tech tree there. Um, as I'm doing so, my screen starts shaking. And right behind me... This motherfucker right here, uh, if you're watching on uh, stream, you can see my uh, camera here. This is a troll, and he is about five times your size. Uh, comes out of nowhere and starts uh, swinging a tree around at me. Uh, so me with my wagon full of uh, minerals has to friggin' book it. Try to book it back to my, uh, my safe zone so that I can... Uh, try and survive. Um, I ended up making it all, all is good, uh, and eventually I did end up uh, defeating the troll finally. I finally did that today, actually, which was a, which was exhilarating in its own way. Um, the troll was not a boss, but it's, it's just a big, random monster that just kind of shows up out of nowhere, and honestly, I think you guys are sleeping on this game. I think... I think um, with, with it being in the it, kind of the zeitgeist game right now, um, the fact, you know, not even the fact that everybody's playing it, but there, there's, an ex, there's a cooperative experience here that you don't get from uh, many other games where you're working together to kind of build um, this big... Um, this big world and it's the the fact that it's the it's the newest hottest one um i think is what really kind of draws me in and it's viking related that's also topical these days too mm. so if you think about it you know um yeah like it's really vikings. good i think yeah it's really good um i think I, it there's a not it's not too big of a learning curve um there when you're playing solo there's a bigger grind for the materials and stuff um, than there would be if everybody was working together. Um, but that's also something that I just feel like mentally I needed right now in terms of, you know, I, I, you know, if there's a laundry basket, uh, or something that needs to be unloaded, no, I'd rather, you know, chop down some trees in this video game. Thank you very much. That's and why I play Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's fair. So you might like Valheim. Well, I mean, speaking of games we needed right now, Alex, you've been talking about this goddamn series for what feels like the entirety of this podcast. How much did you need Persona 5 Strikers? Um, that's an interesting question <laughs> because I'm digging it. I really am. But I'm honestly not that much further than I was last week. I'm about like five or six hours further, which for a Persona game is nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really good. It feels like I haven't, it feels like, picking up right where i left off with uh persona 5 in a lot of respects it feels like nothing has changed but i'm also just like kind of 
only like semi into it i don't know it's really good i just don't i'm not feeling it right now too much though i just finished the first palace and so things are gonna like are the jail is what they call it in this game Mm -hmm. but like so things are gonna start opening up a lot more when it comes to like because the like in persona 5 or um that's my only real reference point persona 5 the first palace is kind of like the tutorial area so now that i'm kind of through that it's going to start opening up and start like freeing me and it's not going to stop me every five minutes to do a new tutorial new tutorial new tutorial um so that'll be nice Mm -hmm. um and i'm but like i honestly at this point i don't have that much more to say but it's probably going to be the game that i'm going to be playing for the next month you so. know who I, you know who seems to have more to say and why I keep throwing my face into my hands? Who? Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Are you still paying so attention always... to Twitter, Mitch? Is no, he going to talk about his yes. perfect movie? Little, little bit, little bit. But that's just because mm-hmm. I have Twitter notifications. Uh, I do have more to say on Gregory Persona Miller. Strikers, by the way. But y- you can talk about your Twitter Zack Snyder news. Okay. Yeah. Um, the hit chapters. Up, the chapters of the Zack Snyder Justice League cut have been revealed for this four hour and two minute film. There are six chapters in the movie. I don't know why a film needs chapters. Apparently it also has an intermission. I mean, we all had four hours back in the day. I mean, it should have an intermission. Yeah. They, they know their audience. One of my favorite things was going into the DVD menu and seeing like what, each section of the movie was called based on like the DVD's like own individual labeling of the different sections. Can we honestly, this is going to be a perfect movie. It's going to be so it's going to probably be worse than the original, but in completely different ways. Like I I can't wait. What do you mean worse than the original? Uh, I mean, it's going to be a Zack Snyder movie. So that's exactly what I mean. Listen, man of steel was fucking great. Uh huh. It's true. It was a cinematic. I, I enjoyed Man I of Steel. It. I know people like to give all of the Zack Snyder movies crap, but I, other than Justice League, and apparently this new Zack Snyder cut will feature none of the footage from the Joss Whedon reshoots. Yeah. Other than that, we've that for a while. Yeah, they got to deal with that Joss Whedon stuff. Uh, so disappointing. I mean, to be fair, at least Zack Snyder's not a bad person, or at least we don't know that he's a bad person. I mean, yeah. the only the only problem I have with the Snyder cut. Is it releases the same day as the Hawkeye DLC for Avengers? So what am I going to do? You're going to oh, watch man. the Snyder Cut, then play the Hawkeye DLC. I, I also have to say, doesn't it come out the same day as? Doesn't it come out the no, same no. like day Mitch, as? Uh, here's Top what you do. Whenever there's uh, a part day before, I think. Day before, whenever there's okay. a part in Zack Snyder's Justice League where a scene lines up with the original theatrical cut of the film, that's when you play Hawkeye DLC because it's like, well, I don't yeah, really so need to pay attention. I know what happens yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna be like, how can I? I can't see what's going on, but that looks like Ben Affleck because it's so dark in all these movies. So the Snyder Um, cut. We live in a society. The Snyder cut and Hawkeye drop March 18th, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier's first episode, and only its first episode, because Disney said uh, that we're getting episodes one and two only this month. So presumably, we're getting one a week at the end of March. Uh, The first episode will premiere March 19th. Mm. So, yeah. Last WandaVision this Friday. Oh my god, can't dude. Wait. I cannot oh my god. wait. 
Can we make I, predictions for the last one? It's four in the morning for it. It's like, a perfect show. It's terrible. It's not perfect by any stretch, but it's it is, a perfect it's, show. It's pretty perfect. I'm gonna say it's this the, is no it's one of the best things Marvel Studios has ever made. It's the best it is, thing Marvel Studios has ever made. It is the made. best serialized content Marvel Studios has ever made. Because they now that's not saying getting... much because it's the only thing Marvel Studios no, has the, made serialized. Technically, uh, Shield. Technically, right? it is. But well, that's like that was more ABC though. I mean, technically, all the films together each feel like a serial piece of content. But this is the first time that in the, this content is perfect for this format. And it's the first time I can say that about anything they've done. Because I feel like all of these movies would have been better six to eight episode uh, miniseries. Here's the deal. Thor the Dark World. Full season. Let's go. Um, I think <laughs> They might have actually made it a good movie if they'd done that. I, I think uh, that's the next one I have to watch with my boys. Hell yeah. Um, Enjoy that. Yeah. No. Um, I think these long form contents of these series give... Um, give them an opportunity to tell longer story arcs and better stories than what they've told in the movies, because they're not limited by time. They can choose oh, how sure. long they want to, to like how long they want to use it for. Yeah. I will say, uh, I'm not like committing to this being a prediction, but I am going to be very happy if they do a X-Men style slow motion sequence involving Quicksilver in the final episode. Um, we're all kind of funny fans here. And a great communal experience that I had with a bunch of kind of funny fans years ago was, uh, so this is around uh, kind of funny live too. There were, there were a bunch of like, fan I, I do want to say just events. before we get into talking any more about WandaVision that we won't talk spoilers for anything that hasn't been an official sure. release from Disney. So just we'll be careful in what we talk about at a uh, fan uh, organized event ahead of Kind of Funny Live 2, myself and a bunch of other fans went to go and see X-Men Apocalypse. And of course, that movie is, you know, deeply flawed and marked the decline of that particular movie franchise. But the Quicksilver scene in that movie was completely fire. And so if they can recreate that, was that the magic one here. at the X-Mansion, right? Right, yeah, where the X-Men mansion yeah. blows up. I, I never that watched was that freaking awesome. Yeah, don't watch that movie. I... It Watch was completely scene. out of place, but it was so cool. Yeah. Isn't I totally Oscar feel... Isaac Apocalypse? Yes. Yeah. I totally forgot that uh, that's what I spent this past weekend doing, watching, um, what, what was the one before that? Days of Future Past? And then yeah. the Apocalypse? The, the good one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, first um, Class is also very good. Yeah, First yeah, Class is good. Yeah. Those first um, two are Days great. Of Future After Past that, they went off a cliff. Yeah, they they, they, they yeah. did such a great job of course correcting, but then they weren't able to seal the deal. I blame Fox. Yeah, I blame Brian Singer. I mean, you can kind of blame him for the whole damn franchise at that point, can't you? Yeah, I, I, you know what? Well. I blame him for Hugh touching Jackman, people he shouldn't be touching. That too. Hugh Jackman is still a perfect Wolverine. Yeah, he should come back into the Marvel Universe. They should just find a way to Honestly, get him into the multi multiverse. If they're movie. doing multiverse stuff, a cameo makes sense, but I think he's done with the role, honestly. Yeah, I know. I just want to see a cameo. With Taron Edgerton as Wolverine. Who? Taron Edgerton. The dude who played, the guy who played uh, Elton John. Wait, John Elton uh, The kid John. from uh, yeah, the Kingsman. Kingsman, guy from the right? Kingsman. He's pretty... He He'd be okay. a good Wolverine. That's an interesting, interesting choice, but well, who, hey guys, this okay. was about video games, right? Yeah. No, forget it. Fuck it. Who would you fan no, cast as the, the next podcast. Wolverine? Let's just talk about it. Forget the thing I wanted to talk about uh, the value of games. We'll talk about that another time. Who would you fan cast yeah. as Wolverine in the MCU X Men movie? Robert Man. Pattinson. No, he's no. too skinny. <laughs> he's too Batman. <laughs> 
Ooh, Henry Cavill? Um, the Rock. How about a serious no, pick? He's, he's too black, Adam. Henry, um, Henry Cavill's kind of serious. It won't be Henry Cavill. He's he, too he played old. a good Geralt. He's got... He he's, did, he's but got I, the I still feel like there's some weirdness when it comes to the contracts for the stars of DC. DC and Marvel films. Because yeah. we haven't seen anyone in a probably... starring role crossover. We've seen... Uh, shit. I can't remember how to pronounce his name, and I don't want to butcher it. Uh, the guy that played the original Shazam is also in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie and in Captain Marvel. I cannot remember the name of the actor. Oh, oh Zachary. I remember uh, the name, but I don't remember how to Zachary pronounce Levi. it. Zachary Levi. Uh, um, he's in... Yeah. Uh, what? It's Zachary I know Levi. who you're talking about. Uh, no, no, not... I, I don't a, think, like no. the guy, the wizard from uh, Shazam. Jimon Honsu or oh god I'm gonna I, I the guy go who goes who oh, in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah that guy well Zachary yeah, Levi guy. was one of the Honsu. Thor's people in the uh, yeah, honestly, Zach Levi was in a minor role but he also didn't he was recast go. no he wasn't recast it was someone else no he was recast as somebody else's role or he replaced the another Prince actor Philip in from the Once Upon a Time because of Once Upon a Time yeah yeah Prince Charming I got I got two picks all right for for potential Wolverine casting that I think would be really cool. I would say and he's kind of he's kind of been typecast as that type of character, but either Pedro Pascal or Tom Hardy. I think both of those would be real good. Well, picks. Tom Hardy's Tom Venom, Hardy so is an interesting be... one. Yeah. I don't I don't think Pedro Pascal has the facial hair for a Wolverine. Yeah, you put That's it what on. Makeup is for yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, they it, have Merkins. It's not the same. It's not the same. If you can I mean, make Merkins, I mean the, you can make facial the, the hair. Facial, the facial hair is the same that like he would be needing for Joel for The Last of Us. So it's kind of in the same ballpark. What if they cast someone really, really young as Wolverine? Because the whole point with Wolverine is that he's been alive since like the 1800s because of his yeah. healing factor, like keeping his cells lively or whatever. So what if they're just like, yeah, it doesn't matter what he looks like. He can be 200 years or 2,000 years old. Let's just make him a 12-year-old kid. Oh, I've got a pick. I've got a pick. It's okay. a good one. I got this, another is a series, ones, but... this is a serious pick. Okay. Daniel Radcliffe. That's not bad, honestly. At this point, I could see it. He's like, he's growing the facial hair out. I mean, but though, like, the last role I saw him in was Guns Akimbo. And he was still kind of the same, like, sort of skittish, like, not, like, hardened badass that I think Wolverine is. Well, but yeah. Th so, yes, Wolverine is that. But if <laughs> Hugh Jackman is also a Broadway star, that's right? That's also true. Yeah. So, yeah, and that I is not who you typically imagine for it. Now, Hugh Jackman is, his, like, he can have the nice, soft, good smile face and everything, but Hugh Jackman's face can also do the mean, gruff Wolverine thing. Like, there was that right. movie so, where Radcliffe played the dead guy. The Swiss, Ar Swiss like, Army oh, Man. The Swiss, Swiss, Swiss Army, Army Man? Which, yeah. yeah, Swiss Army yeah. Man. Coincidentally, played before our movie. screening of X-Men Apocalypse at that kind of funny viewing. Oh, huh. wow. Yeah, small world. <laughs> Tying so, it all together. I have, I, have a, I have a couple other ideas, and one of them, if... The Punisher does not come back in some way because he was perfect in that role. Oh, I think John, John Bernthal, Bernthal could yeah. be good as Wolverine. Mm -hmm. They're keeping him as Punisher, is my understanding. Assuming they, they bring Punisher back. 
We don't know yeah. what they're doing with those characters. There, are, there are rumors that they've been casting extras for a courtroom scene in Spider-Man. Uh, what are they calling it? No Way Home. No Way is that Home. The, mm-hmm. the official name of the movie. Yeah, Phone Home. So. No Way Home. Yeah. Uh, and if there's a courtroom scene, there has it's either going to be Daredevil showing up, or it's going to mm-hmm. be She-Hulk. And I would much oh, rather it, be Daredevil. They've already said they're casting Daredevil. Well, they haven't said it. It's but the rumor mill. Bring is back that Charlie Cox. Daredevil. He was perfect yeah. in that role. He was. I'd like he, to see Jessica, um, Kristen Ritter get a second chance at Jessica Jones as well. Uh, the other actor I think could be perfect for Wolverine. And this is going back to our X-Men talk uh, from a little earlier. Oscar Isaac. Oscar yeah, Isaac can play see. a mean he's, Wolverine. He's got he's the in the same sort of boat as Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got nothing right. else. I just hmm. wanted to talk. Oh, I had one more. Th- I had one more thing. Um, <laughs> since we've basically turned this into an MCU podcast, thing. and I'm not upset about that. Um, there are rumors. Uh, so Paul Bettany uh, gave an interview that's kind of making the rounds that there is a cameo or an actor that he he does scenes with in in Wandavision that he thought was phenomenal, and with an actor that he's always wanted to share the screen with. Who do we think that might be? George himself. Lucas. George Lucas, famous actor. Yeah, he appeared as that one background guy in Star Wars Episode Three. Now, uh, hear me out. Hear me out. His family has a whole toy line. Sir Patrick Stewart. No, he's oh, not coming back. Yeah, no I way. feel like his his Please. exit from the it's like Marvel movie cinematic universe as a whole was with the Wolverine. I feel. Fine. Yeah, give but me the McAvoy multiverse. and Fastbender so, then. That's fine too. I, so that's that's who I was about to say. I was gonna say Fastbender because like there's a good chance we could see Magneto. Just on the nature of Scarlet Witch. The origin character. of the character. Uh, yeah, so it's like their origin now, like as per WandaVision, is that her parents were like just like people who lived in what do they call it? My th- but isn't that, isn't that also isn't that my theory the, is that but that's also in the comics. Uh, her and her brother aren't raised by Magneto, right? They're like kidnapped or adopted or something. Yeah, and later yeah, my find theory out that is Magneto that we're going to find out. Father, right? That's true. Yeah, we're going to find out these people are not actually her parents, and they like adopted her or some adopted her and her brother. That's my that's my theory. We'll see. Fair Just enough. because I feel like at this point they've like sleeps. already skirted. They've skirted around the idea of like, oh, the X-Men are a thing, guys. We shall see. So, we I hope so. Shall I think it's going to be more graceful than that. Probably. Honestly, I think it's there's so many fan the theories nose. out there. People are just going to be disappointed come Friday, but I'm going to be happy no matter what they do. Oh, well, me too. Sure. I, I liked the what were considered the most boring episodes of WandaVision. I liked, so. every, I liked every minute of it. There was not one thing I did not like about that show. The one Guys, thing they don't punch you. They don't punch people, so a bad show. The one thing I'm glad about is the new uh, Winter Soldier show. Doesn't seem like it'll be as spoiler heavy as this. Like it's less mystery based. It looks like hopefully, mm. like there'll be spy yeah. stuff. But I think it's gonna be less. Like I have to wake up at like, like stupid early in the morning. Yeah, I can't go still on Twitter do that. all Friday morning. I'm still gonna do that. Um, I think I need, it, I need I, my Twitter I, fix. I think I that that shows gonna be more website. about. I think that'll be more about following the uh, or the quest for the, the shield. decision to well not even that just the decision of whether or not to take on that iconic role and honestly with the tragic passing of chadwick boseman i know they wouldn't have planned for that as part of the show but having having 
a, a black man take on the mantle of Captain America and being one of the cornerstones of the largest cinematic franchise in the history of the world. Um, hopefully there's things like that that do get touched upon in the show as well. AJ, please go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm just going to slightly change the, the subject a little bit, you but do still that. be on need to TV grab, show. That's okay. I got to grab water anyway, so you do what you got to do. Okay. Go have a good poop, Mitch. Um, <laughs> uh, Alex, uh, uh-huh. the Halo show. Yeah. Um, yeah. What how, about how are you, you? You've heard that. What What's it going to now? Paramount what, Plus. Like a, uh, show, Paramount, Paramount Plus, Plus yeah. or something? It was like, originally yeah. on Showtime, I believe. But I, yeah, Deep. Paramount Plus. D okay. Forward unto dawn was good. Yeah, it was good for like for like an online sort of like web series. Yeah, but then the other the other one before Halo 5 was not good Nightfall, in my opinion. Yeah. Nightfall, Nightfall was, that one Nightfall was very um low budget for what it should have been. Yeah. It had yeah, some interesting it... ideas, but I I was pretty disappointed yeah. with it. Do you have any hope for this? This new um, the fact that the fact that uh like Paramount picked it up at all, um and took it from Showtime, that has to mean that you know there there's something there that might be good enough if they're gonna if they're gonna call it Paramount Plus instead of CBS All Access. So, and just I don't know. So, um, to be honest, no, <laughs> this is probably going to be pretty bad. Uh-huh. But my only, be, mostly because the show has been in development for like what nine years at this point. Like it was literally a, yeah. at the Xbox One showcase that they had Steven Spielberg on screen, being like, "Hey guys, Halo TV show," and it Ooh. never, never came to fruition. Um, yep. there, there are a few things that I think are interesting um there's a bunch of characters that are going to be in this show who have only ever been in the books specifically like a bunch of spartans that like like soren 006 or 0666 spartacus van vanka 134 riz 028 like it's a bunch of these characters who have never been in anything outside of like the like super yeah um uh Kratos, Kratos so we've gone we've gone from talking about marvel earth 616 to talking about halo spartan 732 or some bullshit like that is that what Kai i'm one two five thank you very much yeah pretty Close much enough. um but it's <laughs> and also and also very interestingly um like a character who is like this ultra obscure i don't even know how to pre- like con ha um who's like this he's like this um uh, this like outer colonies leader who's like, you know, met John at this like super moment before the original series. It's like all of these really kind of obscure characters that I'm like, who is this show for? Is it for Halo fans or is it for they- like your general audience? Because <laughs> it sounds sounds like they're doing the same thing that where with the games where they made they made the story of the games for the readers of the books not for the people who played the games which is kind of which is kind of like it's both concerning but also like has me optimistic because it's like if they pull it off well they could really like have this whole other facet of the like i think for the games my biggest problem with like halo 5 was the fact that they leaned so heavily on book readers 
where it's like that's that's such a small minority of your audience mm. that it's like you really should the game should service themselves and then the books should then service the games and like to help like reinforce it but i don't think that the games i don't think the games need to be reliant on them and that's what i'm worried mm-hmm. the show is going to be um when we actually see something i i'll be interested but like even that little promo image that they used to show like hey this is gonna be on paramount plus it was a it was concept art for halo 4 so it really shows (laughs) that they have fucking nothing for this show and so you know if it ever actually exists i will have comments to say but right now i don't i like it says 2022 but i don't even think i don't think that that's even I, I I'll believe it when I see it. Wishful thinking. Yeah, fair enough. Pretty much. I mean, speaking of wishful thinking, I think that's a great transition right into our topic of the show. As Alex runs away. Okay, so this week we got some news from Sony as to some more PlayStation VR titles are going to be coming to us in 2021, as well as the announcement last week, I believe it was, that they're developing a next generation VR headset. Um, we've all discussed VR previously on the show. We've we've talked a lot about what we feel like the future of VR can be. We know it's going to be a niche product. It's going to be a subset of a subset of gamers who get into these experiences. That being said, we've all got dreams of what VR could be or what we'd want in VR. So I think tonight what we're going to do, we're going to have a roundtable discussion on what games and or franchises we'd like to see in VR or what experiences we feel would best suit vr as we move into the future of the the medium how's that sound anything i missed anything we want to clarify before we get going no sounds good to me cozy yeah sounds pretty good cool all right so who wants to kick us off because i got nothing i mean i got one Um, i'm saving it to the end okay so Something something that I, I kind of, like, envisioned um, at the, that would be a really interesting VR experience. Um, so, let's say you took the, the horror aspect um, and a little bit of the claustrophobia of, say, Alien Isolation, uh, but made it set in a city... That you had to escape from because Godzilla was attacking. Oh! Make it like hmm. Cloverfield, hmm. the movie, the game, but so set in VR. Vo- vomiting. Another way to vomit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> like, um. So, hmm. so I, I just, env- I just envision something like, oh, hey, you're, you know, you're, you're in your apart, in an apartment building or something, and oh shit, the the monster's attacking, and you got to escape. But you know what? Hey, there's gonna be all these uh, these people in your way, and you got to try and like maneuver that somehow um you know we've seen there's been a lot of games and 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 tech demos of vr where they make you walk a plank over top of a city and you have to look down turn that into a game and give you a reason to try to escape the city and whether that be you know what at some point you get down to the road and you have to you have to hotwire a car and, you know, you use your special fancy wand controllers to try and do this little puzzle game or something. And then you're driving a car and you got to try and navigate the streets that Godzilla is stomping all through. I think something like that would be super, super cool. Yeah, I think, I think 
little experiences like that as opposed to you know you being in full control of the character is probably a good way to go about any kind of survival game in vr of like give you a time frame to get out of a thing like if they were to i mean on this same like train of thought what about something like the saw franchise put the saw franchise in vr and you have to get out of these traps in a certain way mm-hmm. before yeah. your phantom game, limb is cut off or something like that games games that are puzzle based work really well in vr well, so there's a game called um oh, what's it called static and it has you in traps that you constantly have to get out of with your hands hmm. it's saw-esque hmm. um, interesting interesting you got to like keep fiddling with all the electronics and stuff on your hands and, or look at the rooms and figure out how to get out. It's very saw like. So uh, I was just thinking this and, and I realized that this is a mechanic that doesn't necessarily have to be relegated to solely the realm of VR, but I think it would work really well in the realm of VR, uh, which is that, you know, in any of these sort of horror like experiences where you and a bunch of other people are trying to get out of a bad situation as fast as possible, it would be really, really cool if when your character dies, instead of like starting back at the last checkpoint, the perspective shifts over to one of the other characters in your company. Because typically the way that these horror ga- movies work, or well, horror games as well, right, is, you know, if you start out with a large group of campers and by the very end, you're left with two or one camper or maybe even no campers at all. And like until dawn. Yeah, I was exactly. Say, just how you're describing until dawn, where I survived well, with everyone but one. Character. I guess what I'm what I'm thinking of though is something where it is more of like a third person, you know, for or first person in the case of VR like experience, as opposed to until dawn, which is, you know, in the same spirit as something like you know Telltale's adventure games. So something mm-hmm. kind of like Zombie U, where when the character you're controlling dies, you assume control of another character in that same world. And there's a chance you could go and find that person's gear, that character's gear or whatever, but you're also going to come face to face with a zombie, something like that, but in VR. Yeah, except the idea is that like you're all part of like the same group. And so it's like when person number 10 dies and you switch over to person number nine and then eight, seven, so on and so forth. Yeah, that could be cool. That could be very cool. Yeah. Uh, Anyone have anything else in horror slash survival or do we want to maybe? Yeah, actually, my my biggest... So, um, I know I'm the only person here who has played Half-Life Alex. I am pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. most, and that game has a moment where you meet Jeff, uh, who, not to spoil, but is somebody who you cannot kill and you have to sneak around. It's a very common trope in horror, in like uh, horror games where you reach the enemy where it's like, you cannot kill them. You just gotta try and exist with them in the same place and that made me think uh how well valve did horror in their game uh, specifically first person horror in vr right. and so for me a game series that excelled at horror that had that very same enemy trope at times uh i'm talking about dead space i think dead space would be a great game mm. to do in vr Mostly because it's like, if you switch the perspective from third person to first person, I think you would still achieve a lot of the same uh, same effects, if not more intense than, than original Dead Space. Mm. Um, having, like, to, like, aim at the limbs, to shoot, uh, to shoot, like, cut off the limbs. Yeah, for you could, you the, could still maintain that same level of granular, finite control or detail with 
VR controllers. I think yeah. that's a great fit for VR, right. honestly. Yeah, I think I think especially with Half Life Alex showing that it's like with the tut with like the hand controls of like pulling things towards you, you already have an in in lore explanation for that because you have like the the gravity like not gravity gloves. I can't remember what it's called in um uh, it's not gravity gloves the, as in grab yeah the the grab. The, yeah, the grabability that you have in Dead Space anyway. So it's like you could use that. You can pull uh, objects from your environment and fling them at necromorphs. I think Dead Space would be perfect. And I think that would really just enhance the horror that much more. And I just want a new Dead Space game more than anything. I know it's never going to happen, There's but like even if it was VR, I would take it. That's set in the universe of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. What's it called? Oh, um, uh, Out something protocol the Callisto protocol yep. Callisto protocol yeah and that's done by the same de- designer as dead space that'll be the ultimate litmus test of like is dead space even can can dead space and I, I know it's different mm. but it's like it's made by the same people can can horror game like this still exist today and i hope it i hope it's good we will find out i suppose um yeah I couldn't end this episode without... I mean, I couldn't participate in this episode, not that it's ending anytime soon, um, without mentioning a specific franchise that I need there to be some sort of VR experience for because I love it and it needs to be real and VR is the closest I'll get. And that's Pokemon. Give me something. I know Nintendo is not a VR mm-hmm. company. Nintendo Labo. Not a, yeah, Labo, Labo VR. VR. Yeah. No. No. With the Pokeball <laughs> controller? No. No, here's that's the thing, not Mitch. what I want. Yeah. I, I want... Think about it. I want it. them to license that to get somebody to similarly to how they've licensed it to, like, Niantic and stuff for Pokemon Go. Give it to an actual studio that knows to make actual VR games and give me something Pokemon. That's so give it to Camouflage. Here's the thing, Mitch. There are two main cornerstones when it comes to interacting with Pokemon, right? There are battling... Right pokemon battles battling with pokemon and then there is you know just cuddling up with your pokemon treating them like your pets which has been something that they've rolled out over time gradually with pokemon go with all the ar functionality with that title like are you leaning more towards battling or more towards cuddling definitely not cuddles no no, you, you don't no. want to cut a lot. He's up got his Pikachu-shaped body pillow for that. I've got, I've got my my Dreepy <laughs> and Croconon Bulbasaur plushes around here somewhere. Croconon, Croconon, very underrated Pokemon. I like him a lot. He was one of my favorite Pokemon cards Croconaw. growing up because I love the Croconon's great behind him. Hell yeah! Uh, speaking of which, did you see the announcement that the Pokemon cards they got in the U.S. at McDonald's are coming to Canada? Oh, are they the actually coming to Canada though, or are they going to be yes. consumed by scalpers on mass? Well, I can confirm that McDonald's Canada is bringing them to Canada. Whether or not they, you know, succumb to scalpers mm. um, is beyond our control. I um, have reached out to my contacts at McDonald's Canada to offer my services as an a subject matter expert in the field of Pokemon. Um, they have yet to get back to me. Um, they asked my rates, and I said pro bono as long as I get some cards out of it. So we'll see how that goes. Hmm. If I can guarantee that I can get some cards, I actually legit might pick up a Happy Meal or something. I'm going to try. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's all going to try once those eventually launch. They haven't announced when they're coming yet. I'll have to get them for my boys. You'll have to try. Have to try. All right, like, what's the deal with these cards? Are they special for some reason? 
No. Why is everybody just want 28, them? 25th anniversary cards from McDonald's. Can you play with them? Are they part of like the playing deck? Yeah, they're yeah, real they're, cards. They're, they're, they're TC, there... Yeah, they're TCG legal. Okay. Are there cards that like are only available at McDonald's? Yes. Or is there like, okay, yeah. okay, now I see the incentive. Okay. Limited supply. Do they do like I mean, combo always cards? Supply. Like Sorry? a fry urtle? No. There, there was a, there was a set that was like team cards with two Pokemon in the same card, but those were, I think, short lived. They should consider doing like special oh Pokemon cards. You remember there used to be like the Fry Guys and like the Hamburger. The Hamburger Grimace. Don't forget Grimace. Grimace <laughs> yeah, Grimace. Was Nightmare Fuel. Yeah. Don't forget him. He and- gave me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think it's interesting that like the most iconic McDonald's lands characters outside of Ronald McDonald are all the villains. Like nobody remembers like oh yeah the McDonald's Mayor McCheese. Friends. Oh yeah, I guess so. I he's not as iconic as yeah, Grimace, the Hamburglar though. Grimace. Isn't the Hamburglar um, good? Hamburglar. Well, he steals. The, he, he steals, steals hamburgers. It's in the name. But I thought he was like Robin Hood. He would give them to poor kids who didn't have McDonald's. Steals the burgers from the rich to give to the poor kids who were eating in McDonald's. <laughs> so let's try and marry right. the two different conversations we're having here. What would a McDonald's land VR game look like? VR game? Oh, being able to go through the play place in VR. It would, it would be. I guess so. It would be a stoner, a stoner millennial dream. To get I high and go all, into McDonald's land in VR. I want to see all the vomit in the ball pit personally in VR. Don't forget the poo. No, it's There's not just the vomit. Poo. It's the poo. It's the poo, yeah. Uh, My <laughs> sister used to work at a place that was a giant one of those, and they'd have to go in at the end of the night and clean all the poo out of it. Every night. Clertle in the chat says... I mean, they wouldn't, shut it down. they wouldn't shut it down during the day to clean it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Oh, horrifying. Clertle in the chat says it would I'm be never like having kids. the NES McKids game, which, I mean, that's interesting because the McKids game introduced a lot of weird lore to the McDonald's Land universe. That game, like, culminates with you going into space because you meet up with, like, that one short-lived, like, space-themed McDonald's mascot. Um... I don't know if I'm ready to go to space in this McDonald's game. I think that we should keep it like solely grounded on terra firma. To the moon. Hmm, seems well, Alex, to, you, you coined hmm. the, the term to mm-hmm. the moon a couple weeks ago. It was you that came yeah. up with it. Do you think we should go you to coined it? Yeah, I, I was the one who personally came up with it. Um, should we go to the moon in the McDonald's land VR game? Yeah, yes. the, all the McDonald's characters say by GME. <laughs> Wouldn't they be saying buy Diamond McDonald's? Hands, baby. Okay, c- c- for hands. a serious McDonald's game, you play as a clown, and then you live in this small town, and you what? go attack kids. And you eat them. So and wait, you it's eat McDonald's, but, it, but it's in the world of the Joker? It, no, it, it. It. Oh, yeah, that would also And work. then there's a child orgy at some point. That's weird. It was the eighties. Didn't they cut that out of? Didn't they cut that out? <laughs> they of the cut movie? that out of the movies. Oh, yeah, good. Not the book. A child orgy. Yeah, the book has a child orgy. It's how they break. It's how the, they become adults. It's how they break the one girl out of the spell or something. I don't know. It's, it's listen, weird, listen. Dude. Stephen King was he is, was very much addicted to cocaine is, during that time. 
Um, what? In all seriousness, it, seri- it was a different time. In all seriousness, a world I would want to visit uh, in VR. Not, I don't know what the game would be necessarily. Maybe it's just experiential or something. Quahog. I've been binging Family, Family Guy, Guy now that it's on oh, Disney Guy. Plus yeah. Star in Canada, and Quahog would be a fun world to just walk around in and experience. What would it be like playing uh, the South Park games? But um, those games are know. real good. Like, well, because like, the South Park games take the take two resetting of watching games. the show. So if you were in VR in Quahog, what if you? What if the game was like a remake of Custer's Revenge from the uh, Atari? Uh, but you're playing as Quagmire. Oh my god. Cozy, whatever it is you were just showing on the stream is going to get banned from YouTube. Just so you yeah, know. Yeah, please don't shoot. Just so don't you're aware. Custard's, don't it's show a- Custard's Revenge. <laughs> please, please don't show Custard's Revenge. <laughs> Was that like in the video recommendations? <laughs> I hope not. Not anymore. Nope. Oh, definitely not. Don't Google like, it. I legitimately didn't even... Like I, I, I legitimately didn't even look at the recommended videos after that was over. That being no. the 1963 <laughs> McDonald's commercial. Uh, yeah, I think Quahog okay. could be a fun place to explore if they. You know, it'd be funny if they made it like an adventure game in Quahog. Yeah, where you have to like walk mm-hmm. around, talk to people, and like solve. Like you are a new stuff. character in the show or something. Yeah, you design your character. And you talk to everybody. Just stay away from, stay away from um, the pedophile old man, and stay away from Quagmire. <laughs> giggity giggity. Oh All right, God. what what other what other games or experiences do we want to see brought into VR as the medium matures in the future? Can anyway, I bring two I'm options? Gonna... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, oh. go for it. Okay, so number one, I already kind of talked about, but we need adventure games in VR. I think yeah. there's a lot that we can do with adventure games in the VR space that really hasn't been touched. Like um, a full-blown um, Monkey Island sequel in VR would oh, yeah. be really hot. Um, That'd be interesting. Yeah. just And it doesn't have to be first person. We've seen uh, things like Astrobot do third per or like Moss or Ghost Giant do things in like not like in a third person type view that was really, really good. So like, and then my second one is, um, I think we can all agree that Astrobot is one of the best games on PSVR. Um, agree or disagree? Yeah, I, I did not play. I haven't played PSVR. Oh, you guys should play it. Missing it, out. It's a thing where it's I, like, if I could. so like, I have my PSVR unit. I'm pretty sure that I already have purchased Astro's, uh, whatever the VR one is called. But it's just set, yeah. setting up the VR headset is such a hassle that. I'm always so dispirited from doing so. One day I will. One day I will, and I'll go through with it. But yeah, I'd like to see more 3D platformers in the style of Astrobot, like just like with the way you peek around the environment, you can turn around, and the way you platform. Because really, that's the only major one. Like Moss did it, and uh, I guess as well, but not to the same extent. That Astrobot really went for it. Hmm. So, and I don't know what that looks like. Uh, like, I keep, it won't be Nintendo, but imagine a Mar- like a VR Mar- like Astrobot Mario. This is such a, a weird poll. Uh, but so we all know how Duck Hunt Dog is a playable character in Smash Bros, right? 
We do. Yes. But yep. he's actually not called... Confirmed. He's not actually called Duck Hunt Dog in the game. He's just called Duck Hunt because in Smash Bros. canon, the duck. it's the dog, the duck, and then the third person, which is the player that is like shooting the cans that the dog throws out or shooting the discuses, for example. And in the like right. reveal trailer for duck hunt dog in smash bros we actually there's actually a brief part where we zoom out of the screen and we see somebody with the zapper shooting at uh the duck hunt dogs discuses and whatnot like it, it, i mean this is never gonna happen but it would be real funny if they were to create a duck hunt dog that was based around what you're describing nathan which is a gameplay uh world where it is in third person and you are looking down on the duck hunt dog from afar and maybe you're occasionally helping him by like shooting his cans or discuses and helping get them to yeah. safety or whatever 100 percent, i think that could be cool jumping off of that quickly before we get back to talking about what um what games or whatever we want to see in vr nintendo is all has always been about doing things weird and unexpected and not exactly what people expected or not exactly what people would have anticipated a company like them to do if nintendo were to partner on an actual vr headset that is not made of cardboard mm -hmm. which of the major headsets do you think would be the best for it for nintendo's ips psvr well at that at that point but I they would work with playstation at that point, I don't think it's it's dependent on the headset, because for the most part, besides PSVR, all the headsets are relatively like the same, like at least um, spec wise. Right. I mean, I know the um, the Oculus, like the portable Oculus ones, are a little bit underpowered just because the whole computing process is happening in the headset. But I, I think it's more about like the developer that does it in the platform that it's on because if right. it's on like steam then you know then you'd actually be able to take advantage of a vive or an index but i don't see nintendo ever going outside of their own ecosystem i would see sony more likely to do that because we've actually seen them do that nintendo no way in hell if it's not mobile they're not they're not going to it okay yeah they just don't want to take chances um like Nintendo is very, it's very hard for Nintendo to take chances. Mm. Yeah, especially on something as as un undetermined as VR. Like, I mean, Half Life Alex is probably the VR game that has the most production value put into it, and there, I doubt, I would bet my life that that game has not made its development cost back. And it's because it didn't need to. It the well, only way yeah. I could see it having made back its development cost is through the sale of VR headsets. Because since Valve Even is then. also manufacturing the headsets, there's probably bigger margins on those and trying to get people I, into that ecosystem. But do we I do agree totals? that it likely hasn't. Do we have totals on headsets? And Because last time so, I checked, like, Sony's heard, put out numbers, but not recently. Yeah, well, they said All five, I can say, they were above 5 million last year. Yeah. All I can say is I'd be bummed out if Nintendo somehow partnered with facebook and oculus i could see that, that happening but that would be the one anything. i'd see happening more likely than not honestly just because of the established company yeah. behind it yeah unfortunately but yeah there, okay. there's there's at least uh, i do want maybe to say a headset you just put the switch in uh, you, you know and you slide it in. with regards is, to oculus yeah, and facebook and nintendo potentially going with them like when i think about like weird experimental nintendo for whatever reason 
the game that always comes to mind is something like WarioWare Twisted, where you're twisting your Game Boy Advance yeah. all every which way. And it's like, I can totally see Nintendo being like, oh, we're going to make this super crazy VR game where you're like twisting your body every which way. And so I can see a company like Nintendo being like, it's really important that we not have wires obstructing play when you're in the middle of a game. And so something like the Oculus Quest in that regard is very much the prime headset that they would probably want to go with. I could see WarioWare being a good fit for um, VR in some fashion. Yeah, I actually totally am done with that. Mm-hmm. Games. Um, Let's talk uh, about games. Let's get back to talking about games, franchises, things we want to love and see move um, into this medium going forward. AJ, go for it. Okay. Yeah, okay. So um, I don't know if this will spark a uh, conversation or another idea, but a a pe- uh, the very first like actual VR game that I played was when I got my PS VR headset um, was uh, Skyrim VR mm-hmm. um, and while I didn't dislike it um, the way I actually found that I wanted to play that game was with the with the headset on and you know just being able to look around like normal but what they ended up doing in that was you you had two options you could use the move controllers right which makes perfect sense or um you could uh use a regular controller but if you did that you are still kind of like aiming the reticle in the middle of the screen in the middle of your view with your head and i didn't want to do that i wanted Mm -hmm the controller just to control my body and just to have that separation. Like I wanted to be able to look over there and then turn the stick to turn my body and then, you know, point that direction if I wanted to. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily going to spark any past like game VR game uh, experiences you guys have had. I think, I think talking um, of talking of controls, I think that's something that does have to change moving forward with VR. I think it, Right now, the way the games are controlled, and I think Valve had a really good idea with the index controllers, there needs to be mm-hmm. a finer... De- I, games need to be designed for VR first, in a similar way to Half-Life yeah. Alex, and mm-hmm. it needs to take advantage of everything that platform can do. And we need yeah. a more granular control method, which is why I'm excited about finding out what Sony's next vr controller looks like because it won't be a motion controller that was created for the playstation 3 to compete with the wii Mm -hmm. let's not hate on that controller because that controller's no no that controller's been used on three separate systems uh for better or for worse it's managed to survive three different generations because it's worked on ps3 ps4 ps5 what other controllers done that gamecube GameCube. the gamecube went away for a while though gamecube uh, technically, no, game, via USB, it came back. Yeah, you get USB adapters. Yeah, you. It keeps coming back. Was that coming like back an from an the dead? The GameCube controller is also terrible. But yeah, it's a really weird. I layout. will agree with that. I don't think it's a good. Why do people like that? But it also does. Bros. It also just doesn't fucking die either. Yeah, Smash people Bros. only like it for Smash. Yeah, I, don't I remember get my it. Wave Bird. That was nice. The, but um, I mean. A good point made in the yeah. chat as well. Nintendo has reproduced a number of their controllers for different systems. We've seen them bring back the NES yes. controller for the NES Mini and the Switch Online thing. Same with the SNES. Mm-hmm. So, like, Nintendo loves 
Dipping their but toes up until back recently, the well that was only two systems because they were only usable on those systems until they just brought them back recently. I meant more so the designs, games. like the designs of those controllers. But you know that square yeah. design on that NES controller, not great. No, it's not. It hurts. Yeah, it really digs into your <laughs> digs into your hand. But I, I will say, it. when it comes to VR, I mean, Half Life. I think I'm going to keep bringing it back because it's my biggest point of reference when it comes to VR because it is the like my favorite game in VR. Um, really went to show a franchise being reinvigorated by VR existing as a platform, and. Besides the fact that I think every one of Valve's franchises could totally work in VR, especially because they're, like, totally willing to just, like, spend an absurd amount of money on VR as a platform. Um, My one franchise that I think would actually benefit, and I'm going to sound a little hypocritical because I've made fun of, I've I've yelled about another franchise doing a very similar Mm -mm. thing. Uh, I think Metal Gear could totally Hmm. do VR pretty well. I think yeah. stealth. I think stealth is a great. I think stealth and horror are like the two best things for VR. Um, I think, like, I think stealth just in general. I know we're getting that Splinter Cell VR from Ubisoft, and that's the franchise I was yelling about because I want a more traditional Splinter Cell game. But like, I know the fact that Metal Gear will never be the same because of Hideo Kojima not being involved with that franchise anymore so just fuck it get weird with it like Mm -hmm. you could do some of that weird like the weird like you know plugging your controller into a different into the player two slot you could do some more stuff like that in a virtual reality environment not that specifically but like you know things like that i i feel like metal gear could be a really cool franchise because of just the mind fuckery of the I entire feel like franchise gradually Go. we all need to kind of like grow to accept the fact that Hideo Kojima is not really going to be involved with the Metal Gear Solid series in a huge capacity ever again but yeah. I will say like that I refuse um you know pitch that you just gave only made me think man it would be great if Hideo Kojima was in charge of a VR centric Metal Gear Solid game because he, he would do so many cool things yeah. involving it. He'd be like, he'd speak directly to the player and be like, don't take off the VR headset during like a very intensive moment. Like if you take off the VR headset now, everybody <laughs> dies or something to that effect. I'll kill your family. Yeah, it, hold hold your breath would... <laughs> or the game explodes. Like, Plug the VR. Himself, I will kill your family. <laughs> I'm standing Plug behind the VR you with headset the knife. Into controller <laughs> port two and... I'm on fire. Yeah, tonight. I just. Uh, yeah. So in, yeah, I, 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 don't I do want to just say quickly. Uh, in Beat Saber, there are certain challenges in that game where you have to basically move your arms as little as possible while playing through a track. Oh, those are terrible challenges. They're awful. They're really but hard. I can see in a narrative They're game. They're awful. They're hard. In a narrative-based game, I can see that kind of thing actually being used to great effect, where like you have to remain as still as possible to avoid detection like in a stealth game like Metal Gear Solid. So yeah, I think there's genuinely a lot of potential in an idea like that. I got a bone to pick with you, Alex. Uh-huh, I'm ready. Cozy kind of just brought it up. You said stealth and horror make the best VR games. Uh-huh. You're wrong, because the best VR game of all time is Beat Saber, which is why we need to see a resurgence of the plastic instrument genre in VR. I'm talking rock band in VR being an actual thing. VR's vr is already being such an a huge thing? vr is already such a huge barrier to entry itself 
to add on more costs to it, I feel like is a mistake. Everyone's still got those plastic instruments lying around. I saw Honestly, mine. Like, I, I think VR is a good platform for these games to continue to thrive into the future. Um, like, I'd love to see Fuser in VR. I think that would be awesome. I don't know why it hasn't already been ported. And things like Rock Band and Guitar Hero could definitely make a comeback in the media. So, Especially if you did something, maybe if you did something just with the controllers themselves and less about... You okay there? Okay? All right. Um, ma might. Make it less about the plastic instruments and more about the... Like we were talking earlier about the detail in the controllers themselves and have that be enough tracking to understand, okay, in a, in a certain range, that's what you're doing. Or it is air drums or air guitar or something. Just that Rockstar Fantasy seems so perfect mm. a fit for VR that I don't know why someone other than seeing Beats it. So, I could have sworn there was a Rock Band VR. I'm pretty sure there, there was. Is. We talked about this very early in the podcast where somebody brought up to me, I thought... Yeah. Um, on oculus rift yeah it was an yeah. oculus exclusive i believe um and it did it not is, do yes. super well because nobody had the headsets yet probably yeah that's still i, mean, I think it came out like... too early for it to thrive to be honest and you it, again it did require you having a rock band for guitar controller not so again did need you to have a wireless controller didn't necessarily have everything you needed out of the box and i think finding a good way to do that with the equipment you're already getting in the box with the controllers themselves would be a good way to do it i know there's nothing like strumming like, away on that plastic guitar but i think finding a way to do it that, with the included controllers would be ideal it should have rock band vr should have also come to the um psvr and you use the move controllers as drumsticks Oh, yeah. that would have been great. Like, like the Wii Music demo from years ago. The problem with that, that guy is was how, drumming are you, nothing. how are you tracking your foot? Jump. So I, you put a speaker or you put a microphone at the bottom of the controller that hears a you. A nice double double bass jump. It comes with a, it comes with a, a tap dance shoe or something so that the controller can. Yeah, something like that so up. it can hear it. So yeah. I've got a bit of a different suggestion that's still in sort of the same vein is all these peripheral peripherals um in metal gear solid peace walker they introduced this mechanic where you can hold somebody up using a banana that you're basically holding like a gun what if they like release like an official metal gear solid plastic banana instrument that you use as your gun in metal gear solid vr because like when you're in, when you have the vr headset on you you don't know that it's a gun or a banana it can be either or Hmm. I like the way you think. Yeah. I like the way you work, kid. Mitch, no does it get your seal of approval? I don't see why not. You know, I think just more experiences that get people wanting to talk about or use VR in some way uh, is a it's a win for the industry because I think that the the medium of VR is as niche as it is something that games needs in order to continue to foster strong creative <clears throat> output from the hundreds of studios that are working on video games in general just give them something new to do yes aj um okay so i just i just thought of something um so i i'm pretty sure something like table tabletop simulator is compatible with vr it is um yeah. so i just i just thought of okay well what if let, let's extend that to let's make it 
like actually a Dungeons and Dragons world in a, in a way where um, you're just in first person as your character, um, right? And you you and like a few, like four other people or something like that. You you form your your own party and you go you go do missions and stuff like that. But you know in VR, but it's not real time. It's turn based, like Dungeons and Dragons, where you know maybe you have to mimic rolling dice or something like that, and then you can go and do your your spell or your attack or whatever you want to do. Um, from from your perspective, but everything is based on uh, your perspective on this this play field or whatever, um, because sometimes it can be hard to articulate that in in a proper tabletop setting. Like, oh, can I see this person from here or not? And if you can in in this VR space, well, then yeah, you have a, cho- a chance to succeed on your dice roll or whatever. I don't know. There's a game I played that was Sky something that was kind of like a tabletop board game. And it would open up around you as the world changed. I'm trying to remember what it was called now. I can't remember. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Mm. <laughs> I will say I think um, VR has done some really interesting things in terms of like games like um, I was talking about a fisherman's tale earlier in PSVR and that's really a game which you can get very inexpensively when it goes on sale now that's everybody should play if you've got PlayStation VR um, there's so many good small indie titles and that one really like it blew me away the whole premise of maquette is this game where you've got this little cabin inside of a house and it's your cabin. When you open the door, all you see is in a large view of your cabin. And you can put items, take items um, from your room and put them into the little cabin. And all of a sudden they're giant in your room. And that's kind of your puzzle solving. Right. Um, and I love that game. Uh, it was funny. It was quirky. Um, like the, the uh, ghost giant. Um about like it's these dioramas that you are constantly like fooling around with that like move up and down and you do things in the city and they just expand around you as you're like fooling around with these dioramas and you're the ghost giant and you're trying to help this kid deal with grief um as his mother's like in bed uh you find out spoil slight spoiler but like is dealing with deep depression and he's trying to support his whole household and this little kid yeah. Um, yeah. VR's told me a lot of great stories over the years, and I, I want to make sure that they're keeping that story medium going. Hmm. I have an ent- I have an entirely different thing that I think would work well in VR that has nothing to do with telling stories. Go for it. That cool? What? Go ahead. We've all been cooped up in our homes for the better part of a year Uh-oh. because of this stupid pandemic. Why has no company capitalized on virtual experiences for the things we want to do but cannot do? Like porn. I was thinking more like Disneyland. There's plenty of yeah. virtual porn. reality porn. Not in PlayStation There's plenty VR. of it. Uh, you used to be able to uh, use that. Not on they PS5. They took that f- uh, functionality away. Yeah. No browser on PS5. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. That's... There hasn't been more of this, like, 
tour, like virtual tourism through VR become a bigger thing as 2020 progressed it, well, and, and into 2020. Everybody abandoned everybody abandoned VR for just going to Fortnite mm-hmm. and, and putting all their virtual experiences there, I, like concerts and so stuff. So like, hey, I, hey, we got a virtual Post Malone Pokemon thing that was something. Was that important? I watched about two minutes of that and noped right out of there. You watched the rest. Malone? It was only about 15 minutes. Uh, you know that song from that movie with the Spider-Mans? Uh, which one? Sunflower was him, right? Oh, hey, that, hey, the, he, hey. He, he helped. Yeah, he was a part of But he didn't do the good song from that movie. What up, Danger? No, he did not do that one. No. That was... Jaden Smith, wasn't it? No, I don't know. If Black Caviar. Jaden Smith was it Black Caviar and, and Blackway. Blackway uh, was yeah. what's up, Danger. Uh, Jaden Smith, Smith did do. do Jaden Smith was on Spider Verse soundtrack. That's for sure. Okay. He also was on the Miles Morales soundtrack as well. Maybe so that's what I was sure thinking was Miles Morales. Yeah. Spider Verse. My bad. He he he's on both. He okay. is on both. I've solved it. What cool. yourself? Desert, desert bus. But you're you're going to the airport and you're getting on a plane and it becomes Microsoft Flight oh. Simulator. But you're just a passenger in coach, and you have to sit uh, on the plane and you can you know walk up and down the aisle if you want uh, for the duration of the flight. Hmm. But it, you you play it like it's like desert. Does somebody bus, at, at any point that did somebody at any point try kicking your seat? Uh, it, oh, all the time. Uh, that sucks. I don't know if I want to play that. Everything else about the well, pitch sounded maybe great. the game. Maybe the game. Maybe the game is how you deal with that. And if that means you turn around, I was going to say, like, can kid. you like straight up get violent? Can you like enact retribution in this game? Maybe. Maybe you don't want to do that on an remember, airplane, though. Don't I don't toss remember what it was for, uh, but I remember once like taking a super early flight at like five in the morning, and I was desperately trying to fall asleep in my seat and there was this couple with this baby that just kept crying and it was so utterly annoying um i I do want to say to to get back on this news track i I do agree with you mitch that yeah we definitely do need more of these vr experiences that just sort of are experiment experiential and allow you to visit places that normally you would not have easy access to especially in these pandemic times it's one of the things actually kind of sucked me into spider-man in the first place is that it was a opportunity to visit New York City uh, without actually having to go through the hassle of visiting uh, that place right now. Um, is there any place in particular, though, that you were thinking this hypothetical VR game would whisk us away to? I already said it. I want to go to Disneyland! Oh. There's a... Isn't... There's a Disneyland game... Yeah, it's Disneyland on, uh, Adventure. It's on Game Pass. I started it. It's not great. Is that a Connect game? You, it was a Connect game that they removed the Connect features from to port to PC. Oh, that sounds terrible. I still have a Connect. Mm. It's not great. Because I tried Xbox, some of those Connect games that. and they were bad. <laughs> I want. I still want to finish it because I do have Game Pass and it'll give me a way to, you know soften the blow of not getting to go on the trip that I wanted to go on last year to celebrate my wedding of going to Europe and going to 
Disneyland Paris and Italy and all these places that sound great in theory. And then the world did what the world. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they've got roller coaster like tech demos and stuff. They do in VR. So why, why not just put the whole park in VR and let people go there and then make it like an instanced world where there's actually other people there. I don't know. Do, twerking or whatever they do and doing the yeah, Fortnite they, dances. they definitely do that there. yeah doing Fortnite dances yep uh mickey mouse just twerking away um yeah i mean Let now be... that we're now that we're talking about mickey mouse twerking and uh Go not on. so much video games how do you, you guys feel like about mice one cup any final thoughts on where we want to see vr go in the future I... what, what what how to continue the media i, I do want to offer up one Ooh. last uh, suggestion on my part i'm going to keep it quick uh, I mean, because this kind of, I feel like no this touches on a lot of things that we previously talked about over the course of the past hour. Um, I do want to see a Soulsborne-like experience in VR. Uh, you know, one thing that we've seen over time is that generally, like, shorter VR experiences tend to work better than longer ones. I don't know that I want to spend yep, 200 hours playing a Soulsborne title in VR, but if they could figure out a way to keep it short, I'd love to see what that looks like, you know. What makes Dark Souls and Bloodborne and the like really, really cool is the fact that at no point during the experience you can pause. Very few times during the experience are you ever truly safe. And I feel like being able to kind of crane your neck around and, you know, use it to observe your environment and get an advantage over your surroundings or, you know, be further shocked uh, by that, like, it has potential to really kind of multiply the sense of anxiety uh and wonder of that kind of experience i just want to see whatever valve does next they're a company that is willing to put an unlimited amount of money into vr so whatever valve does next i'm all in for and i think they really are like one of the only companies aside from honestly playstation that are actually like keeping vr alive yeah i think that's like with like actually developing like first party games using their money and like influence to actually like keep it alive i think oculus is doing that a little bit but oculus is more making deals with other developers where valve and playstation are like using their own developers to actually make new experiences and pushing the medium forward so whatever valve makes next mostly because valve is the only company that the headset i can actually use or that i own i can actually experience their games so i'm very curious to see what they do next whether it be an existing ip or if they actually decide to do something new or they give you portal 3 in vr and make you puke a lot yeah as you're saying you uh, just vomit. don't look so happy about that that would be vomit inducing you, you know it you, you uh, worth it not there's, there's worth a whole there's there's a 14 minute video on youtube about how they talked about how they did movement for half-life alex and how they specifically designed it so you wouldn't throw up so if any company could do Portal right, besides, I mean, obviously Valve, Valve would be that company because they would spend so much money figuring out how to make you not puke. Go watch a video of Portal or Portal 2 within your headset. Just go to YouTube and watch something. And then tell me that Portal but could work it in has, VR. It has to be a different, it has to be though, it, it has to be a different game than Portal 2 then. Yeah. It has to be a portal game, but it has to be designed with VR in mind, and I think Valve would be willing to do that. They did briefly right. work on like in like seven a, a portal and a half VR concept, like during the early phases of working on what would become Half Life Alex, and they yeah in um in the final hours yeah of in um, Half Life Alex they talk about that I believe. 
as well um in the lab which is like the free software that you get when you download um steam vr yeah. it uh also has like a huge like aperture science like uh addition to it you never get access to right. a portal gun but it is still something that is in that universe and i think it's like it it was like one of the ultimate points where it like showed like what could you do with this universe my prediction VR. is that we probably we right. very likely will get a portal vr game but it's not gonna look like what we previously have gotten on consoles and pc it will be a little bit different for sure um so i i know i spoke uh at some point on this podcast um like last year at some point about playing no man's sky in uh vr um and the the specifically like the uniqueness of the the controls and what they did with the um uh move controllers as as like your 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 they almost treat it like full hotas sticks um so i think something something similarly in in that vein um something else uh like a no man's sky or or somehow make no man's sky and vr a little more accessible to and not limited to just like psvr or something like that um but the the other the other kind of game uh that i think would be well suited for something like vr is something like valheim um where you're dropped into a world uh and i know i know minecraft vr exists but i haven't does, yeah. i actually haven't i haven't uh done anything with that yet but you know just just the the idea of like yet you know i'm enjoying valheim uh and and playing playing the the game as is right now but imagine if i was able to be in the world i think that would be um just a little bit more exciting for me as well okay so i think on that note we can uh wrap this one up wait you're not gonna let me say what i should wrap it up with okay nathan go ahead um, I was going to make a very unserious joke about Custer's revenge in VR. Uh, uh-huh. I think we've, I think we've seen, I think we've seen that before. People, like, um, I'm pretty sure people didn't even see the thumbnail on Twitch. Like, I'm pretty sure I wasn't displaying anything at that moment that I don't even remember myself. Um, but seriously, um, and this is going to sound silly, but give me leisure suit Larry in VR. Why? Because I like Leisure Suit Larry games. I platinum the last one that came out. Oh, it was a good adventure game. How about 2004? 2004's The Guy Game on PS2. No, that sounds like it'd be terrible. Cozy, do you have anything serious to wrap this up with? Are you good? Are we good? I don't know that I would call this a serious thing, but it is something that we do need to get back to. Uh, so earlier in the stream, uh, we put out a poll to vote on what I should play next month on the Press 5 the Twitch channel. I'm not accepting these results because we only got a cumulative total of four votes. Uh, but the winner is, at the moment, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah! Again, I'm not accepting what? these results. I'm going to decide on my own All time right, well, what it should be. Ch- uh, but just for, for everybody that was tuned in earlier and wanted to know the final results of that poll. You should still play Avengers. I'd be down. Whatever. We'll, we'll Either way, about it. keep an eye on Cozy's socials to uh, to see what he ends up actually deciding. Keep an eye on our socials for when we announce what he's going to be playing. And keep an eye here on Twitch and YouTube for maybe other hosts playing games for your amusement. 
Um, because that's a thing that could happen soon, maybe if Cozy can help me set up my setup. But thank you, as always, for tuning into this episode of Press YYZ. If you enjoyed what you just heard, be sure to click that subscribe button on YouTube. Click that bell to get notifications. Check us out over on Twitch. Rate and review the podcast anywhere that you can. Come hang out with us on our Discord and follow us on Twitter at PressYYZ where you can keep it. We will keep you up to date with everything going on with the show and with our hosts and everything. And as always, our social links are in the description of this video, this podcast, this whatever. Um, yeah, they're around. If you need them, you can find them. But until next time, thanks for playing. I don't care all that much. Um, I'm record. I'm rec- I'm recording. I be recording. Uh, we'll do it at twenty oh five. Recording. Cool. I'm now recording. I'm also recording. I'm an old man. What? Hold on, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch, can we reset? What what time is it going to be? Fifteen seconds. All right. I was still in the room. Just a bunch of stuff fell off my shelf. My destiny ghost.